Here's what's coming up on this week's show. They're a bit more discreet, aren't they? <laughs> They're covering up their bits. But it's, yeah, it's covering up their bits. It's like a naked <laughs> snail. <laughs> I'm never going to see snails the same way again, now. The Beat. Welcome to The Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to The Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Before we go any further, if you're listening to us for the first time, hi. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so you get future episodes in your inbox. Don't forget to go and check out some of our past episodes too. And send us your feedback too. We'd love to know what you think about this and some of our other episodes. So we've got a potentially complicated topic today, Claire. We have, yes. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, the power of Google and how Google works. Yeah. Now, you might think this is not going to be a particularly complicated episode, but yeah, it's very complicated. There are lots of things to think about to make sure that uh, your company gets front and centre when it comes to people searching for you on Google, all the things you need to do to make sure that that happens. I'm guessing, Claire, you're going to be writing down lots of stuff for this one. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So this is, um, you know, I feel Google is can be very misunderstood. Um, it does a huge amount and it's really important to understand exactly how it can work for us and our businesses. So yes, I will indeed be writing lots of notes and I have my pen and notepad ready. So in order to make something very complicated seem really simple, we need someone who really knows their stuff. So who are we talking with today? So we're going to be talking to Carla Beard from Kalana Marketing. So what Carla does is she supports business owners to ensure that they are maximising Google to its full potential so their businesses can be seen and heard. This is the Big Little Business Show. Are there people who don't know what Google is? I've no idea, but let's just assume for a second that people don't know uh, what Google is. It is the biggest search engine, but why is it so important? Well, I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I would do when I look for a service or a product is Google it. Yeah, that's true. You just go Google it. And it's <laughs> it, it's got that to that point now where we're using that word, Google, as an adjective rather than you know, a brand name. Um, it, you know, even if we're looking on a different search engine, we're still Googling it. Yeah, exactly that. I was literally just about to say the same thing. So even if you're using Safari on your phone, you're still using Google behind the scenes. There are different search engines like DuckDuckGo, things like that. But I would still say Google it. It's a bit like the Hoover situation. So as a business, what can we um, expect to actually get from Google? How can we utilise this platform to benefit our businesses? So the most important thing with your website is to make sure that it's high up Google's search rankings as much as possible. And to do that, you need to work on SEO, so search engine optimization. There are so many different ways to do that. There's so many technical SEO experts out there that can help you, but there's also certain things that you can do within your own website to make sure that you are ranked as highly as possible on Google. Although you want to make sure it's user-friendly, you want to make sure it's displaying the right information for the user, you also want to be telling this information to Google too. So by making sure that you've got the best user journey on your website, making sure that it doesn't take too long to load, making sure that the user flow, the user experience on your website is easy to use, it's mobile friendly, all of that when you create a website, whether you get a developer to do it or you're using your own builder, those are the things that you can look out for. 
you may not necessarily be able to the one to fix it, but you can certainly instruct a web developer to make those changes. Yeah. So essentially, in layman's terms, what we mean by SEO is, as you said, it's search engine optimization, but it's optimizing your website for the search engine. So the search engine likes your website and all those little elements that we can do to tweak the website will make it more Google friendly. That's correct. So SEO is basically working on the quality and the quantity of website traffic, as well as the exposure of your actual brand. And that we call organic SEO. So not relying on the pay-per-click ads, we're actually working on your website so it ranks highly organically for the different keywords that are being searched for. So what are the first steps then? So, I mean, obviously there's lots of work that we can do or get someone else to do for us on our website to make sure it's Google friendly. But I know that if you have a business, you can register your business with Google too. Now, do you have to do that? Uh, And does that make a difference to how Google plays with your website? Okay, so first question, what what's the first steps? As I would say, look at your site health. You probably won't know what any of the answers mean, but at least it gives you a stepping point. So whether you're going to be doing the SEO on your site or not, it's very good to have a bit of knowledge in terms of what SEO actually is and what to look out for. So working out whether your website displays the correct content, whether it works out, whether it's mobile friendly, whether it the images are um, compressed, et cetera, that there's certain tools out there that you can use. So I would say the first thing you want to really be doing is setting up Google Analytics for your website. And what that is, is basically putting a tracking code onto your website. So if you set up a Google Analytics account, you can then give that tracking code to a web developer to place it on your website. And then you'll be able to see who's not who's using your website, but the demographics of the customer. So you'll be able to see where they're from, what device they're using, what browser. So are they using Google Chrome? Are they using Safari? Are they using a mobile? Are they using a tablet? You can see where they are in the world and you can see the pages that they're using and then also how long they're on that page for. So I would say that is your first step is to get Google Analytics set up. Going to your next question about setting up a Google business page, absolutely. Having a Google map, having Google reviews will have a massive impact on your SEO also. Oh, having a map's important. Now I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, mm. so when you set up, you don't have to show your location. You can show the areas that you serve to. So you don't necessarily have to pinpoint your location. You can do a, a location map, essentially, of just outlining exactly where you, the areas you service, basically. Just picking up from the word um, optimization. How can we start to optimise then our websites? What types of information and the way that we display that information, what sort of things could we be putting on there to attract our target market? Okay, so for the technical side of it, I would say have a look at page speed insights, have a look at something called GT metrics. They basically serve the same information. So these websites you can go to, Carla? Yeah, they're free to use. GT Metrics is Golf, Tango, Mike, Echo, Tango, Romeo, Indigo, X-Ray. <laughs> that was really impressive. Hey, well done. We'll put all these links, by the way, we'll put all these links on our website, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk, in our episode page. So you can go to this page. don't have to write all this stuff down now. But if you're listening right now and thinking, oh, what was that she said? Don't worry. We'll share all the links on our own page on the website so you can go there later on to find all this stuff out. Perfect. And what that would do is a technical 
SEO audit and you'll be able to look at your site score and it will tell you all the information that you probably won't understand, but at least you can give that to your web developer or your SEO expert and they can update that for you. The next step is to do some keyword research. That would be the, the biggest thing that you can do to improve the content on your website, to optimize it for your customers and for also for Google to make sure it shows your website for the, for the right search terms that customers are using. Okay, let's press pause there because you mentioned about keywords and we know keywords are important. And if you listen to our episode uh, a few weeks ago about how to write a blog and about blogging, then you'll know that keywords are important. If you didn't, you can go and have a listen to that at some point later on. Uh, but let's just quickly recap and just touch on what keywords are so everyone's up to speed. Absolutely. So yes, I actually heard the episode with Fiona, how to write a blog that was really, really good. So I won't go too much into details about the blog. I'll just tell you how to optimize the blogs and how to get the keywords on the page so first things first is thinking about the different types of keywords that people may use to come across your website so basically to say hey google show my website when someone searches for this word if i can use your networking for an maybe um an example claire so mm-hmm. yeah of course you can. What, what do you feel that most people would search if they're trying to find out more information about your networking event uh business networking perfect so that's one keyword what I would probably search for may be networking event Essex. Paul may search for networking clubs Essex. So there's going to be different keywords, different variations of search terms that people would use. So there's a really good tool out there, which is called Google Trends. And what that will do, that will allow you to compare the different types of keywords. So you'll be able to put all of those keywords we've just mentioned into Google Trends and it will tell you which one is searched the most across a certain period of time. That's really good because that's understanding every different option that people would be using and not just the one that maybe you would presume they would be using. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, I've done it before. So apart from client marketing, I've also got a mobile bar business called Beyond Bar Hire. And although I'm really on top of the SEO for it, I do lots of keyword research, but I also ask my customers. So a bit of advice there would be to search and also ask your customers what they would search for. That's true. Yeah, because people use different language, don't they, and say things in a different way. And they might Mm. type something into Google that you might not have even thought of. Absolutely. So I'd assume most people, it's it's quite a niche service that people don't even know exists. So some people would search mobile bar hire Essex, someone might search temporary bar hire, someone might search portable bar hire. But as soon as I put it on Facebook as a post and ask my customers and friends and family what they would search, I got a list of about 40, 50 that I wouldn't even search and may not come up on Google Trends because people aren't searching for it, but it's not to say they won't in the future. At least then we've got a full list of keywords that are relevant to your business. And the next job is to try and get them onto your website. I'm definitely going to be asking that question. Yeah, thanks for that, Carla. With regards to the content that you put on your website, uh, written words, uh, videos, blogs, you know, photographs, what would you say would be the most powerful content to use in order to get your website seen by your target audience? Or do you think you should have a balance of maybe everything on there? So with SEO, you need a balance of everything in terms of whether you're working on on on-page SEO or technical SEO or off-page SEO, which I'll come to. But in terms of content on the website, you really want to be trying to get as much different types of media content on there as possible. So it's great to get infographics on there. It's great to get video. It's great to get blog content on there. So 
what's really helpful is your blog because if you can't get the relevant keywords or videos or infographics or photos onto your homepage or your contact page, you can get that content onto your blog. So the aim there is to make it as engaging as possible for potential users that are coming onto your site. So they're staying on your site and they're reading that content. Don't go too overboard and writing too much content, but in terms of, um, they say roughly for a blog, you want about seven minutes reading time. So as much as much words as possible, really. And then that's where you can obviously get all of the relevant keywords into it. So I was going to say, so you'd write the keywords into your blog, which would be the keywords that you've researched for your website optimization. Would that work? Yeah, that's exactly right. So ideally, you want to be getting, you want to be using a different focus keyword for every page or post on your website. You can still use the other keywords on that, but really what you're wanting to do is optimize one specific keyword for that page. And then what you do with that keyword is try and get it into the title of that blog. And then you want to try and get it into this going a bit technical now, but you've got something called a meta title and meta description. And that's basically on the search results page where you've got like the blue header and the text beneath. That's your meta title and description. And although that's not a ranking factor, what that is doing is telling the user, telling the search engine what is on that page. And then ultimately that's encouraging the user to click through and see that that is what that page is about. That's what the website's about. So that ultimately, that click through is then going to help with your SEO also. So I'd say that's probably the next step is get your keyword in there. Okay. Um, the next place you want to try and get that keyword is in the permalink and or the slug. I hate that word because I hate slugs. Oh. <laughs> I don't like slugs either. <laughs> but what is it about slugs? Because slugs are horrible. Snails are cute. Well, they're fine because they're a bit more they're a bit more discreet, aren't they? <laughs> they're covering up their bits. But it's yeah, it's covering up their bits. It's like a naked <laughs> snail. <laughs> I'm never going to see snails the same way again. Though so you really want to get that into their uh, into the permalink so this is the bit after your website url so kalanamarketing.com forward slash blog forward slash how to write a blog that might, the keyword how to write a blog might be the keyword i'm focusing on for that blog oh i see right so yeah so you you title the uh the, the page or the slug you title that with something that involves that keyword so um it, it pops up on that search return yeah that's right and then you next want to try and get it into the content. So the first paragraph that you're writing about, then you've got headers that you want to try and include it within. Um, and then your images too. So if you're adding images to your page, you have something called alt text. And that's what I would recommend is before you add an image to your website, compress the image. And again, I can give you a link called Optimazilla, which is a free website to compress that on. That will basically compress the image so it's reducing the size of the image before you put it onto your website. And then what you want to be doing is changing the alt text. People with visual impairments will have a screen reader and what that will do is read out to the user exactly what is in that Im image. So again, when Google's looking at an image, it doesn't look at the image to see what's in it. It will rely on the alt text to describe exactly what's in that image. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense because the only thing that Google can understand is text. That's correct. So always try and rename your image before you add it so it's not XYZ.47. So try and rename it and then add your alt text using that relevant keyword 
exactly describing what's in that image and that will also help you with your seo too now one other question that i wanted to ask you is as as you know and if anyone's listened to the podcast for a while will will know that my business is making videos so i know that uh from a home page's perspective having a video on your home page is really good because it keeps people on your website for longer now how does google deal with that information does google like your website if people stay on it for longer than other websites yes absolutely so going back to the google analytics side of it that's what you called bounce rate so you'll be able to see the average page time that they've spent looking at a page and you'll be able to see what the bounce rate is so looking at where they've left your website and how long they've spent on your website, what the user flow was on the website before they left. So the bounce rate is when they bounce off and go somewhere else. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. You don't want to focus too much on it because sometimes people might just come on your website to get a phone number and then click that phone number and call you. So that's going to be a completely different reason to go onto a website. But ultimately, you want them to stay on your website as long as possible to 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 come across the information that they require. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so let's we've touched on analytics a little bit. So where do people go to get analytics? Is it do you have to register to access it? Do you have to how do how do you actually get that stuff? So you literally just Google Google Analytics and you can set up a free account and you can add the property of the website that you want to track basically. And what that would do would generate a code for you to then place that on the website. So then your website will start tracking that user information. So so all these uh, jobs that we need to do, and obviously we need to make sure that when we're investing our time into something that we're making sure it's working and that we're focusing our attention on the right areas. How much of this can we do ourselves? And at what point would you suggest that you actually brought someone in to have a look at that for you? I would say that focus on the bits you can do yourself because even just adding content to a website that's going to help your seo so the best way to describe seo is treating google or a search engine like a spider and what that's going to do is go all around the website crawl all these different pages and then display the relevant information for what that user needs and what we how to improve that is by treating it like a popularity contest so you will have a certain score. You'll have an SEO score, different types of SEO tools call it something different. But let's just say you've got a really good SEO score and I've got a better SEO score. I, my website's going to rank higher for certain keywords that I've optimised. So everything you do to your website is going to prove your SEO score because you're saying, hey, Google, I care about my website. I'm updating it. So try not to focus too much on the things you can't do. And if you want to start doing bits yourself, then blogging is going to be the first thing to do. Get a regular blog on there. But then there's a lot of off-page SEO that you can do that you don't need to rely on an expert to do. And that would be by creating backlinks. Okay, so explain what backlinks are. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, what's a backlink? (laughs) So in simple terms, it is literally a link back to your website. Okay. So for example, when you release this blog, hopefully you'll explain who I am, not blog, sorry, this podcast, you explain who I am, what I'm up to, what we're talking about, and then maybe you'll display a link to my website. Maybe if you're you're well-behaved, Carly, yeah. (laughs) Well, that will basically give my website a backlink. Right, I see. For example, on Beyond Bar Hire, going back to the wedding industry, I've got a little black book. So I've got a preferred suppliers list of companies that I've worked with that I recommend. 
I've been approached by random companies before begging to go on there and I've said no because ultimately it's if someone's wedding I I want to I'm not going to recommend someone I don't know myself personally so giving those companies a link from my website to their website because I've got a good SEO score I've helped theirs too I've shared some of my SEO juice with them to help them rank their website too so going hey google seo juice <laughs> i'm writing that down <laughs> oh i'm going to share some of my seo ju- it almost sounds a little bit dirty That's doesn't horrible. it oh, sharing some of my seo juice i think i prefer talking about slugs but again you're saying to google hey they've got a good seo score they've said that they've they've linked to my website can you rank me up a bit higher please right and that's what that's doing so You're ultimately adding a link to your website. So even just adding your website to Yale.com, that's creating a backlink. So that's things that you don't need to rely on a web developer to do. But please, please, please don't ever be roped into buying backlinks from a dodgy source. Because if you start advertising your website on a website that has no relevance to you, it might be a a Chinese takeaway in, in Texas, for example, when you, your website's displayed on there, that has no relevance. Google will know that and Google will penalise you for that. And we have had lots of companies that we've had to help and disavow links. Basically, that's saying, ignore that my link's on there. Um, so don't be, don't be too caught up in knowing that backlinks are good for you. It's more about quality over quantity. I was just thinking about that that whole thing with the SEO because so we do a thing at the end of the show, which we'll do later on, by the way, where we, um, we we give a little bit of a shout out to another business and tell people a little bit about them, someone who listens to the show or someone who has maybe bumped us, into us on social media. So what actually we could be doing, which would be really valuable, which we don't do, is we could actually provide them with a backlink from our website and say and put it on our page for the episode. And that gives them a little bit of value. Yeah. Definitely. We're doing that. That's great. Definitely. Learned something today. Writing that down. Um, I've had an experience where a partner, so a venue that we've worked at, has a really poor, shoddy website. So it doesn't work very well on mobile. It doesn't look very nice. It's very old. They haven't updated it in a long time, but they've put a link to my website. That's actually dragging my site down. Oh. So it sees it as a toxic score. So... I'm too scared to go to them and say, can you remove my link? Because I want to have bookings there. Um, so I've had to tell Google to basically ignore the link juice. Don't spread that link juice between <laughs> the website and mine. And what they call disavow link. So you're basically saying to Google to not share that link, um, not create that as a backlink. So as benefit as it as it is, it also could be as a detriment if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, we, we had a client that had about, literally about 80,000 backlinks because they'd heard that backlinks help SEO. They'd naively taken a phone call from a dodgy SEO um, company and bought the backlinks very cheaply. And then their website was penalized and they lost, they completely vanished from Google. Their website wasn't ranked anywhere for any. Wow. That's really interesting. And I guess it's a similar situation to um, how you get followers on social media, like Instagram, for instance, you don't want lots and lots of followers. You want the right followers. And it's the same with your backlinks, I guess. It's got to be the right type of backlink in the right place. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I've had a client before where they've been so obsessed with getting as many likes on LinkedIn as possible and saw their competitor run a competition and they got about 
500 more likes from it, which is great. But when I actually looked into the profile of those people that liked their page, probably only about 1% of them are actually their potential customer. So it is definitely the same it's quality over quantity. Uh, this is a real tangent we're going to drop down a little bit. And this is an issue when you uh, start a Facebook page or you have an Instagram account for your business. The first thing a lot of people do is invite all of their friends to like the page, which can be incredibly damaging because they might not necessarily be the people that, that you want to have interacting with your page. So as a result, they don't interact with your stuff because they're just doing it to support you. They don't really, they're really interested in what you're, what you're selling or your service. Uh, yeah, so they're just doing it to support you, just to be nice. And as a result, your content doesn't perform as well because the right people aren't looking at it. Exactly right. And it still does have relevance to SEO as well because social media does impact your SEO as well because every time you're mentioning your brand and you're updating your SEO content, that's still helping with your search engine results. Carly, you're so good. I like the way you slipped that in because that was going to be my next question. Does your social media activity have an effect on your SEO? And I guess it does. Yes, massively. So there's some clients we have where we just do SEO for, we'll send a blog over and then they won't share it on their social media, which is really, which is really frustrating sometimes because what they're doing is they're, if they share that blog, they're attracting more people to their website and that is more traffic on your website. And then that is helping your SEO. So yes, there's absolutely significant uh, value to social media to always try and get your website in there where possible because then you're taking that user from social media to your website. So with regards to websites, there's lots of different types of websites out there. Is there a particular uh, type of website you would suggest would be best for your business um, to ensure its effectiveness for people to search and find you? So there's no right or wrong answer for that because there are so many different types of websites out there. Some companies, the more expensive, more um, larger sites will probably want a custom built website. So it's unique to them. And so it fits purpose for what they need. Um, and then there's lots of free builders out there, um, like free page builders out there. So my preference is WordPress. So we do diff- two different types of WordPress websites without going into too much detail. Um, we can either create one using a theme builder. So it's almost templated, but using different drag and drop features, or we could build a custom theme for WordPress, which is coded, um, but it means that the user can easily update the website themselves. They could change the images, change the text behind the scenes. Um, I'd always recommend WordPress because it's it's so user-friendly. It's easy to find the support that you need. So if you you can just Google it, if you're looking to do something yourself, Um, and you don't have to rely on a web developer to do certain things. So there's always someone out there that can help you to make those changes or make those updates. Um, but finally, to link it back to SEO, it's more cost effective. So it's a lot easier to optimize a WordPress website than it would be a Wix website or something on GoDaddy or um Squarespace, something like that. So WordPress, there's lots of plugins out there that you can update the technical metadata, meta descriptions, alt text, etc. yourself without having to rely on a web developer to do so. So we've dealt with keywords. We've dealt with optimizing your website to help Google find you better and things you can do to make people, to encourage people rather to stay on your website for longer. And what about um, Google reviews? Because if you're a business and you've registered your business on Google, which I'm guessing you would need to do if you're going to have 
to uh, get access to the analytics. Is it important for Google for you to have lots of good reviews on uh, their review structure? Absolutely. So the it's another helpful um, thing that you can do to improve your SEO without relying on someone, an SEO expert, is get some Google reviews because that also contributes, especially if people are searching on Google Maps. Um, there's work that you can do behind the scenes now called Schema, where you can actually show those stars within your rating on the search results page. Oh, okay. So definitely getting us getting some good Google reviews on there will definitely help as well. We've talked about a lot of um, a lot of information and tips and uh, guidance as to how we can be uh, the most effective that we can be on on Google and our websites. But what would be your top three tips? to share with us so we can basically make sure that we're being seen on Google? My first tip would be ask your prospects or customers, anyone that you're speaking to within business, how they heard about you. So whether it's for Kalana Marketing or Beyond Baha, whenever I've spoken to someone, I will always ask how they found me, how they found my company, because then you know what you're doing. So if someone says, I Googled you, okay, well, what words did you use to Google? I found you on Facebook, at least then you know which marketing is working for you. That's a great idea, really good idea. So that would be my advice. Try and get there in as much as possible. You know that marketing is working for you and which which types of marketing, which channels are working best. My second would be the keyword research. So where I mentioned earlier, do as much off-site SEO as you can as well. So just asking people. So in your next networking event, it may be asking everyone what they searched for, what they would search for, how they found out about you. And then you can compare that on Google Trends because you can then include that within your next content, within your next blog or updating your homepage, for example. Okay. Third, I would say, have a look at the competitors. So if you've, let's say, going back to the blog, if you've written a blog on, I don't know, how to write a blog, search how to write a blog and look at the top three results in that search engine in results page and then have a look at their blogs. What works? How much content have they included? What types of media? Have they included videos, images? And then you can then compare that and then write yours better. Write yours better than that one. And then that's ultimately going to help you with your content creation going forward. They're brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, that's really good. That's a really good tip. I mean, obviously the danger is you really don't want to be plagiarizing someone else's work. So if you're going to write a blog about a subject that you've Googled and listened to and read other blogs on the same subject, I mean, by all by all means, take some tips from that, but yeah, make sure you write it in your own language. Exactly that. Can I give a fourth one? Go on then. Yes, please. Bonus tip from Carla coming up right now. So see where you are ranked highly. So once you've got your keyword list, where are you? What page of Google? So how many people are going to go past page one onto page two, onto page three? So it's very rare people will go further than page one or two. So see where you're ranked highly. And then that will give you a bit of priority on what to focus on mainly. So if more people are searching for... Um, mobile bar hire culture star then that's the keyword that I need to be focusing on but if I'm on page seven I really need to try and get that onto page one so when you're when you want to see what position you are always go into private browser or if you're on google chrome incognito window because then that will show you the exact results without your previous um information so as if you're a new user 
searching for your website. Yeah, that's a good tip as well. It's like that, that almost makes it a little bit, it almost gamifies it a little bit, Carla, doesn't it? If you oh, I need to get up to page one, then that, that becomes a little bit of a challenge, doesn't it? What do I need to do in order to improve my SEO so I get a higher search return? Yeah, that's, that's why I love it, because I love results. I'm very results driven. Um, so like today, my afternoon is actually SEO report day. So I'm really excited. I get excited for this day. <laughs> It's also invoice day, so that helps. But um, <laughs> I just love seeing, I love hearing that my clients get 90% of their business from what they're doing. I sound like I'm trying to pitch now, but that, that's ultimately what we do. So seeing them appear on page one for what their customers are mainly searching for, that is my ultimate goal. And that's what I love seeing because it's helping them. It knows we, we know we're doing our job in the best way possible. No, well, that's perfect. And that's why you're on because that, you know what you're talking about and you love what you do. And I think that's important that we're all the people we have on the show, uh, when they come on and talk about their particular specialist subject, they're very, very passionate about it. And because they're passionate about it, they're really good about talking about it. So we're going to finish off with the big questions. We have a set of questions we finish every episode with completely unrelated to whatever we're talking about. Uh, and they're mostly inspired by a US TV show called Inside the Actor's Studio. Uh, go and check it out on YouTube. It's not running anymore because the host is sadly no longer with us, but it's a great show. Go and, uh, go and Google it, in fact, and you'll find it that way. That's probably the best thing to do. So anyway, are you ready for your questions, Carla? Yes, hit me. So what is your favourite smell? Newborn baby. Not at, not all the time, obviously, certain times a day. I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Do babies smell? I guess they do. They smell differently, don't they? So I guess your baby would smell different to somebody else's. Oh, I don't know, actually. Or would they all smell the same? I don't really go around sniffing babies, Paul, so I'm not sure, but I'll change that to my baby. Because people have smells, don't they? <laughs> I mean, we're not talking smells, we're talking smells. <laughs> You walk into someone's house, for instance, and it smells of them. Do you know what I mean? So I wonder if babies have maybe. like their own unique smell. I think that I think maybe. Am I thinking about it too much now? Okay, if you could go on a dinner date with anybody dead or alive, Carla, um, who would it be? And they would be alive at the time of your dinner date. <laughs> yeah, my is strange. Um, he's still alive, so it's not strange. Um, Alan Shearer. Oh, interesting answer. Why Alan Shearer? I was absolutely infatuated by him when I was younger. I loved football. I loved Newcastle. I used to play football as well. But um, I just remember at school we had to write a letter to our favourite celebrity and um, he was one of the only ones to write back out of everyone in the class I got a letter back so I was absolutely over the moon <laughs> but yeah I just I loved him absolutely loved him didn't fancy him but I just been he was like my idol okay if heaven exists what would you like God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates probably after directions to Valhalla <laughs> um, I'm half Swedish so I'm a bit of a Viking and I'm watching Vikings at the moment just finished Last Kingdom series so, um, yeah, I'd probably go to Valhalla instead. That's not an answer we've had, so that's a first. Although I don't agree with all the rituals before anyone thinks I'm an absolute no. crank. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Glad you pointed that out. So thank you very much, Carla. We've learned an awful lot about Google. I've learned some stuff that I didn't even know, uh, and um, I'm sure you have as well, Claire. I've learned plenty. It was very much an area of need. <laughs> so this is an interesting topic because it's one of those things that uh, dovetails into lots of other topics too, and I know we've got an episode coming up very soon which is going to handle more of the website thing and obviously we had an episode uh, a few months ago about writing blogs specifically so if you're 
bumping into the podcast for the first time today and listen to this as your first episode, there'll be some other things that you might want to listen to. So you're all to join up all the dots, perhaps. But thank you ever so much, Carla, for some really useful information and helping people understand the importance of uh, being Google friendly. So if anyone wants to come up and uh, fire any more questions your way or find out a little bit more about you, Send us a back, give us a back link. Yeah, give us a back link. <laughs> um, so go on to kalanamarketing.com and you can either read some of our blogs that have lots of tips and advice. You can sign up to our newsletter where we often give out some free tips and advice. Um, or Clubhouse. I'm, I'm absolutely loving Clubhouse at the moment. So we've been having lots of rooms on there called Business Mouth. So they can come on there and ask any questions they may have. Or just give me a call. Give me a call for a free consultation. I'd be more than happy to speak to anyone that listens to this show. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Did your head explode or were you okay? No, I was okay, actually. Um, it it It's a massive, massive topic. And I think it's really important that we fully you know, understand exactly what power that it has. Um, And I found the way that Carla explained that um, and really related it a lot as well back to the user experience was really, really important because actually what we think people might be searching for is not necessarily what they are. Yeah, not only is it a very big topic, it's a topic that we kind of cover in bits and pieces in other episodes. So if you want to find out more about this and have like a more of a complete understanding of how this works, then there might be some other episodes you want to go back and have a listen to, like the one How to Write a Blog with Fiona, uh, How to Sell with a Story is perhaps another good one, How to Think Like Your Customers as well. If you want to know what your customers are likely to put into Google to get to you, then you've got to be able to think like your customers. So that's a really important one. And we're also going to be having a separate episode uh, all about websites and how websites work as a completely separate thing. So uh, that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks or so. Uh, So another one to look out for. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this a few times, haven't we, about thinking like your customer. Um, And it's really relatable to... Google and it's a really important thing to do so we must continue to think like our customers that's like the number one thing in marketing if you want to reach the right people you've got to know how to press their buttons and know exactly what they're thinking so yeah it's so important to be able to think like them otherwise you're not going to be as successful so really important episode we hope you got a lot from it and thank you very much to Carla for uh, all that really um, useful information if you want to find out more about what we spoke about get in touch with her uh, then you can go to our website there's a page on this particular episode at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk so we always like to finish off the show by bigging up a company or a business owner who's maybe connected with us on any of the places that we hang out like Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Clubhouse uh, or maybe listens to the podcast so uh, who are we going to be giving a little bit of free publicity to this week I'd like to give a shout out to Kath Spink, Kath and Tony Spink from Neon Creations. Oh, where do we find them? So they can be found uh, at uh, www.neoncreations.co.uk. Neon signs made to order. Yeah, this is super cool. So what they do is, um, yeah, they do just that basically, but it's incredible because they create bespoke signs for uh, both residential and commercial premises um, in whatever design and whatever colour that you like. They're actually a company based in Manchester, but they actually they ship out to you know all over the world and what they like to say is uh, bring your bright idea to life with our neon sign designers oh i want one of these i don't know what i'd have it yeah i knew you would i don't know <laughs> what i'd have it say or where i'd put it but this is awesome i bet they're not cheap though well you see you pay for what you get what you pay for oh definitely but yeah oh these are fantastic 
I'm going to be having a good old deep dive through this website. Oh, that's really nice. Really lovely one about with a skull. That's fantastic. Oh, these guys are very clever. And I've never seen anyone else do something like this. No, and this is the thing. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, certain misconceptions around, you know, what an actual neon sign is. But these guys are the real deal. You know, they create signs that are safe. Uh, for example, the bulbs don't get too hot, you know, like there's lots of lots of reasons why to, yeah, go and check them out. And uh, they do a lot of work for uh, pubs, um, bars and restaurants as well. Yeah, really good. So that's neoncreations.co.uk. Even if you haven't got the money to pay out for one of these things, because they're not cheap. Um, but if you've got a business like a restaurant or a bar or something like that, this is well worth investing in. But even if you're just curious, go and have a look at some of the stuff they do. It's like really clever. It's going to be the first thing I get from my garden pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would you have it say? All Day Benders. Oh, is that what it's going to be called? All Day Benders? <laughs> it is. <laughs> my secret's out. Yeah, All Day Benders. I can't wait. I've already designed it all. On that note, I think we just wrap it up right <laughs> just there. Just thrown you, isn't it? <laughs> It really has, yeah. I was not expecting that conversation to go that way. <laughs> was I? So we're all done. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Carla as well for that uh, all that amazing information. And don't forget, you can go to our website, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk, to find out more about her and ask us some more questions. Or more importantly, check us out uh, on our Big Little Business Club on Facebook. Just search for Big Little Business Club on Facebook, uh, and you, that's where you'll find all our previous experts. So if you want to tap them for any advice then that's the best place to go. And on that note, we're all done. Don't forget to leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show, what you'd like us to do in the future. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button. And until next week, say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show.